So some of you might be wondering if me and Hannah have had a bit of a refurb done to one of our rooms in our house. Uh, no, uh, we have not chosen the colour scheme of a Premier Inn. I am in the Premier Inn in Croydon. Um, so I'm just making the most of some time while I'm away working to actually get the talk recorded for this week. So um, hopefully it's not a distraction and it'll work. Um, so with everything we've been looking at over the last kind of one or two months this whole idea of questioning challenging i think in challenging maybe what we've inherited uh, as beliefs um, and trying to kind of work on uh, positive questioning that helps us to grow um, one of the interesting things with that process is we can find that through that process we find that we're liberated or enlightened um, which is an amazing thing but when we've been through this one of the challenges is when you've had that experience, how do you then cope if the people that are around you, whether that's family or friends or colleagues, whatever it might be, how do you cope um, if they aren't kind of receptive or at the place where you are in that kind of that process of discovery as such? So you've got this great news, um, but maybe they're not at the same place to be able to hear that kind of stuff. The normal way of behaving when something great happens or you realise something new is you want to go and tell people about it. We used to find this all the time on Alpha. So when we would do uh, an Alpha course, people who felt really impacted by it would often go and tell loads of their friends and family and try and bring people onto the next course. And there was, there was kind of quite a healthy pattern of that. So it's normal, isn't it? But the difficulty is when you're doing what we've talked about, where you're challenging in some ways, core beliefs or kind of um, um, kind of quite quite major things within your your way of thinking about stuff like God. It's not always that welcome when you go into um, friendship groups or or kind of settings where you've been um, a key part of or just uh, involved. When you go in there and start saying oh I've, I've discovered this new thing sometimes you don't get the warm response that you would hope sometimes you can be dismissed and sometimes you can even be rejected um, I want to share uh, some thoughts out of a book uh, that I read a couple of years ago called uh, it's this book what is the bible by Rob Bell it's an absolutely brilliant book um, at the end of it he's got a chapter um, which is called um, A Note on Growing and Changing. Um, and to me, having read this book, which really changed my uh, perspective and understanding of the Bible and really brought it to life, really, for me, um, this section was probably the, the most helpful thing. Um, so what I want to do is read some extracts out of this um, with a view to kind of helping us in our journey of if we're going on a journey of discovering some new stuff how do we then um, cope with that growth ourselves but also um, manage that with the people around us at the same time so um, one of the first uh, sections in this chapter um, says this you can't take people where they don't want to go the thing that you are so happy to be freed from still works for some people. They like it, it feels safe, it provides meaning and security. So when you challenge it and quote whoever you've been reading lately and ask the questions that open new doors for you, they do not find this energising. 
It's funny, isn't it? Because sometimes when we've been on this process of, of change or challenging our thinking, um, we sometimes forget that other people aren't on that same process. That we think that by telling them our new revelation, our new understanding, then they're going to get it as well. But actually sometimes we, we hit that resistance because people haven't been through that process of questioning. And I suppose the other thing we have to understand is when we exist in particular groups, um, and all groups that we exist in probably function with a sense of common ground or um, some similar thinking, whether that's around beliefs or behaviour, uh, what is and isn't acceptable. These are the kind of things that define kind of the core of a group. When you go into a group like that and you start challenging some of the core things, you can often find that's when you get resistance and it's not necessarily um, a welcome interruption. And another section says this. Um, so when we've been through that process, because of this, some voices that you once listened to will no longer be helpful. In fact, some voices that once helped you, if you continue to listen to them, will hinder your growth. It may even feel like a step backward, because it is. This is normal, painful, but normal. If you continue to listen to them as you get increasingly frustrated and angry, it is not their fault, it is yours. They are continuing to do and be who they have always been. It is you who has changed. It's your responsibility to stop listening to voices that hinder your ongoing growth and maturity. It goes on to say this, you may need to create boundaries with certain people. For some people it will appear as though they are going, uh, you are going off the deep end and they may see it as their sacred task to rescue you, no matter how earnest they are. Their constant desire to engage you may not be very life-giving. Uh, you may have to kindly but firmly say to them, we are not going to have this conversation again. And I think sometimes that can be the reality, that sometimes when we have new ideas and we have a new understanding or a new perspective, it scares people. And people sometimes think that you're going off in a strange direction and that it's dangerous. But actually, as long as we're keeping God at the centre of this stuff and we've got um, people around us who are on that journey with us, I don't think we need to be scared of that. And actually, when you get this greater understanding, that liberation, I suppose, is, is, a real, is a positive thing that should be a real sign to us that we're progressing, we're making uh, moves forward. And, and I suppose in that time, we have to be brave and step away from some of those things that will hinder our progression. And sometimes it's habits that drive us back to the old voices that we um, became so reliant on. But learning sometimes that maybe we have to put some distance between us and the people who maybe once um, inspired us, but maybe will now hold us back is hard. But it's important to recognise um, whether something is actually helpful for us or not. Um, the problem with making those kind of decisions, though, is that you can easily feel quite isolated. Another section of this book goes on to say this. Also, you may be kind and gracious and generous, and you may still lose friends. You may be labelled something crazy and untrue. You may find that certain people avoid you. This can be disorienting, to say the least. In those moments when you are feeling the cold, stiff breeze of loneliness, ask yourself this question. 
would I rather go back? Would you rather be alive and free and open and thrilled with all that is happening in your heart? Or would you rather go back to who and how you were before? I didn't think so. Remember that. And that for me, I'd say in my journey, that's been the huge thing that I would say I have experienced as I've kind of challenged so many things in the way I think and view, view stuff. I know that it won't, it won't go down very well, um, kind of in, in some friendship groups, in some kind of relationships that I've got. But the idea of going back to giving up on this new way of looking at stuff and going back to the old way of thinking is to me seems impossible now. Um, but it's funny, isn't it, that it shouldn't be that, oh, we just have to accept we're going to be lonely. And, and I think there's probably other things we need to recognise and do. It goes on to say this, it is very difficult to find words for experiences. You may be exploding with new insights and hope and life. But if your friends haven't experienced something similar, you going on and on and on about it may not be helping them see what you've seen. In fact, it may be causing harm. Be patient. Don't force your experiences on others. The moving of spirit is a great mystery. And how or why or when certain people wake up is beyond us. Let people have their own experiences. And that is huge. I would say for me, I've probably read some of the stuff that has really enlightened me before. But I wasn't in a place where I was ready to fully get it and ready to make a shift to change. Um, but actually, it's allowing people to have experiences, being patient to allow them to go on that journey, to allow them to have their own enlightenment rather than borrow yours. And I think that's one thing we always used to find with Alpha, when people make a decision because someone has convinced them to do it. It's not their own revelation. And what you find is those experiences don't tend to particularly last. What we need to do is be patient to allow people to go through that journey themselves. One of the greatest um, challenges when you've chosen to challenge your thinking um, is to not become dismissive or cynical about people who don't follow your new perspective. That's a huge problem. Uh, he goes on, Rob Bell goes on to talk about it too. He says this, bitterness is not your friend. Um, it's easy to become cynical, focusing your energies on them and endlessly wondering why they aren't more evolved and why they are still stuck back there, repeating the same slogans and going through the same motions. If you are filled with pride over how free and intelligent and enlightened you are in comparison to their backward, antiquated ways, your new knowledge has simply made you arrogant. Watch your heart carefully. Because if you aren't more compassionate and more kind and more understanding, then you haven't grown at all. That is the alarming truth about it. It's really easy when you feel like you've had a revelation to come out of it and think, I've got this amazing new thing and everyone needs to know about it because I've got the truth. And, and that means everyone else is wrong. We can't allow ourselves to become arrogant and cynical and bitter about stuff. And it's really easy to be really dismissive and critical um, when we walk away or we, we have a new viewpoint and we don't feel comfortable with the way we used to think anymore. 
but it's really really difficult to to not do that but when we go through a process of change we have to think seriously about the impact that it has on us we may be enlightened but are we better as a human being uh, if our change has led to bitterness and cynicism then it doesn't feel too positive Rob Bell goes on to talk about how for Jesus this process of change the point is fruit this is what he writes you'll know people by their fruit by their life by how they actually live in the world lots of people get excited about new ideas and then they shove these new they shove these new understandings in other people's faces and become the very thing they despise um, if a new idea or understanding or interpretation doesn't help transform you into the kind of person Jesus is calling us all to be, then it isn't worth much. Are you more forgiving than you were? Less judgmental, more present, more courageous, less worried and anxious, more free and loving? That's, what, uh, that's what's interesting, you being transformed. And I think that is, the t is almost the kind of the test of all of this really if we have a new perspective and a new understanding this revelation and we come out of it worse and bitter and negative and cynical then it wasn't for it wasn't for good but if we become more of who jesus wants us to be as a result of a new understanding then that is the best sign that we can look for and the best thing we can lean on because we are positively growing and changing as a result. So taking the time to question, to think and challenge, if we're going to grow, it should lead us to being better. It, it should lead us to being kinder, more compassionate, more understanding and generally a more loving person. That process can be a difficult one to go through and it can be um, isolating, it can be lonely. Um, but this is how Rob finishes this chapter um, and this is what he says, remember that you are not alone. Never ever forget this, especially if you've begun to despair that you're the only one who sees it like this. You're not alone. And I suppose in a way, we're fortunate that as a group of people, we can go on this journey together, that we can um, read stuff and, and challenge uh, each other and be inspired by stuff together, that we don't have to be alone. But actually, sometimes in our own thinking, in our own relationships, our own connections with people, sometimes it can feel that difference um, can, can sometimes feel quite unsettling. But I want to encourage you that, that what Rob says at the end of that book, you are not alone. Uh, and what has surprised me as I've been through this journey is the number of people I've encountered that have been on this process themselves, often quite silently. Um, but actually, let's be brave. Let's be people who, who are prepared to uh, have those dialogues and those, those conversations with people and, and make it okay for people to question people to uh, wrestle and struggle with things um, but be patient like it said in that book be patient 
and allow people to have experiences that lead them to a place where they can have their own um, moment of, of revelation and they can be liberated themselves. So let's pray. Father God, as we think about uh, all of this stuff, I pray that you would just be so close to us, that you'd be with us, um, that we wouldn't be alone, that we wouldn't feel isolated or lonely, and that God, if we have got to navigate um, relationships and connections with people where maybe um, there's not this core agreement that there always was, God, give us the wisdom of how to deal with those situations but more than anything God I pray you'd help us to truly love those people with all of our hearts um, and that we would just be um, clear um, followers of you in the way that we operate and the way that we behave so be with us and be close to us amen so thank you for joining me in the premier inn in Croydon um, uh, it's been lovely to uh, to see you and thanks again for all of the uh, love and support that we've had over the last um, the last week or so. It's been quite amazing just to be carried by you all. So I really thank you for that and I uh, hope you have a great week and we'll be back again next Sunday. Take care.